last night I dreamed I went to Legoland in Goshen, New York. And you were there, and you were there, and you were there. Wait a minute. Is this the Wizard of Oz? And... And Mr. DeWinter was there. Oh, Mr. DeWinter's always there. Did you know that Mrs. he he owns a minority stake in Legoland in Goshen, New York? <laughs> he does? Yeah, he keeps it quiet just because people are going to start, you know, asking for free passes and whatnot once they well, find I got, out. Well, I got some salty Yelp reviews coming his way. You can, you can call him directly, I believe, if he's still alive. He might uh, be dead by hello, now. Hello, Mr. DeWinter. From Why the do you make book. your floor out of Legos? It hurts. It's very painful. To and, walk on. And shoes uh, optional. Hey, Lego my egos is what you say there in the in a breakfast line. <clears throat> All right, we could just scrap the whole podcast. Yeah, you know what? It's <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Look, we've we've had we've had, we've both been on adventures this weekend. Uh, mine of the external, Bill of the internal. I journeyed to Goshen, New York to go to Legoland. Bill yeah, I swallowed $2.50 in quarters. <laughs> I don't know why he did that. Me neither, but I'm going to get him back eventually. He's convinced so it's kind of like a piggy bank. Eddie, you're like a piggy bank. I don't trust the banking system in the United States, so I just swallow money. Yeah, and then you just, you know, you shit it out when you need it. It's very Some of it, if you swallow paper money, you ain't guaranteed to shit it out. It might just dissolve in there. It really sucks when you're at the grocery store and you want to get a gumball. It really causes a whole. I gotta shit scene. out a Bitcoin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, watched Rebecca. Two boys in a balcony. We'll be right back. Two boys in a balcony. Two boys in a balcony. I like that jam that you had up top. I threw it. I threw in a little, uh, a little uh, Alf Hitch. Love that fella. Big fucking walrus boy. Love that dopey fella. Damn, dude, what an egg, man, and he that fucking rumpy rules. That dude. And, and you know what sucks? This is the only time we will ever be able to talk about him at length. Well, I mean. I mean, we're going to talk about him at length. We could switch it up. We could fucking make a whole Boo England 4 out of Al Hitch. Oh, God. Could you fucking imagine? I have imagined it. Um, He's great. Yeah, no, I, I mean. Just, we got I love one the, next I, week that I already watched. I love the idea that we're going to be uh, still alive by the time we get to Boo England for uh, the fourth dimension. Oh, no, I'm saying record it now. I'm not entirely sure we're, making three, we're going to make it to 3D yeah. at Smart. this point. Smart. we got to get it in before the COVID shuts yeah. us down again. Before we get the Lambda, Lambda, Lambda variant. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. The Omega Moo variant. Fucking Revenge of the Nerds type shit happening here. I love that Clap shit. your hands, everybody. I, I will. I've never seen Revenge of the Nerds. I never will Dude, see Revenge of the Nerds. Dude, it is. That is one of the movies that, wow, that does not hold up. <laughs> that is one of the movies that, wow, that does not hold up. That's I mean, I'd totally rewatch it, but, well, you know. you horny all the time. Well, 
Sean, stop it. Not all you the time, on, obviously. You I sleep Maine. 15 hours a day. Oh, dude, so lucky. And that's not even <laughs> so continuous. tired. That's, that's not three, naps. That's in three hours. No, break. that is continuous. Oh, you go. And then naps. Oh, I nap I on top of that. And now where are you I'm like time to watch cat. 13 hours of movies a day? I'm watch 13 hours of movies. What are you talking about? You're a big guy. You watch about 13 hours of movies a day, I think. Yeah, I watch a lot of those in my sleep. You know how oh. if you put, yeah, you download oh it on your phone God. and you yeah. put it on your pillow. Like Duolingo. Yeah, and you imbibe it. And then, you know, <laughs> tomorrow I, I wake up and I know the whole plot of, you know. I don't know if you can absorb uh, the filmography of John Ford. A river runs through it. Spanish, but. Hey, did you know that, that a river ran through it? Oh, boy. Rivers run through took. everything. <laughs> That's what I took from that movie. Damn, We're going to need a bridge. There's a river running through this thing. Yeah, you can't get across that. That's a fucking river. We're going to have hey, to go around it. Hey, where should we build the town? Not there. Not there, dude. Why? I mean, unless you want like a north and south version. I mean, having a river in your town is usually good for... Uh, for uh, where should we build the trade. bridge factory? I got oh, the place for that. Yes. I got the district for yep. the bridge factory. And now, is there a river available that we can test these bridges? Well, I'm going to have to know if you're really interested in moving into our town before I get too deep into our now, plans. Now, let me, you are uh, an acclaimed bridge salesman. Let me ask you this. You got any bridges for troubled water? Do you want good bridges? I just want one for... See, here's the thing. What I do, what I suggest people looking for a bridge, right? I mean, Julio. Uh, do you want to burn it eventually? Oh, yeah, almost certainly, yeah. All right, you want a wooden bridge then? Yeah, yeah. People don't think about burning the bridge, and then they got a metal bridge, or they got a stone bridge. Now, let me which ask aesthetically, you, very pleasing type of bridge. I crash an airplane into a steel bridge. Is that going to... What's going on there? You're planning on crashing an airplane into a steel bridge? What's I'm just happening? wondering, will the jet fuel melt the bridge? Oh, dude, I don't... That's not something I'm prepared to talk about with... Jet jet fuel can't no. melt steel bridges. Unless, again, you are prepared to sign these confidentiality waivers. Now, what if I want to put a Jeff Bridges over the river? I would love to have a Jeff Bridges at this particular river. Yeah. Maybe we could bring him in one day at the bridge factory, just like do a cross-promotion. I, I want, of course, I want Academy Award-winning actor Jeff Bridges, not just a Jeff Bridges. Do you think he would abide? Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're silly. You silly for that one. True Grit. The one where he's a, what's a country hot? What's, what's the gritty. fucking, uh. The singer-songwriter one? Yeah, the one I've never fucking seen. <laughs> what was that? No, it was pretty good. He's great in everything, though. Come He's on. a great actor. Star man. Blown away. <laughs> Star man, I gotta, I'm going to be watching uh, as I'm, I'm going to start dipping into these John Carpenters, our, our sister podcast, of course, our affiliate. Oh, is that a Johnny Cop film? Oh, yeah. Star man is. Oh, yeah. You know that he's nominated for Academy. You know that I love and respect Jonathan Christopher Carpenter. We've talked about it many, many times. Jonathan Christine Carpenter, you love, you respect Johnny Johnny Crazy Cop. JCC. Junior Junior Christ College. (laughs) I think it's Jesus Christ College. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is the one that you have to go to before you get into Jesus Christ College. No, this is this is the the college they named after his secret son from the Gnostic Bibles. This is Jesus' community college. 
Dude, imagine if Jesus did that. If the Catholic Church, they're going to get in the community college. So many riffs. we got to slow it down. We're all people don't know up. where to go. I've been only around my children for the last uh, 72 hours. I've been only around your children for the last 72 hours. Oh, my God. Did you Cape Fear your way to Goshen, New York? No, you don't phone? recognize me. I was the I was the bellboy at your hotel. Oh, another hot towel, Mr. Sullivan. Oh, my God. That, uh... Boy, oh boy, we we uh, stayed at the Legoland Hotel, Bill. Brand new, just one week old. That's why we felt comfortable. One week? That you can't stay at a hotel when they it's had... just a week old. Well, yeah, we learned that. and uh, They got to work out... the kinks out for a yeah, while. They had not. They had not worked any of those out. Yeah. But uh, we had a nice time. Beautiful hotel, beautiful property. I would not recommend anybody ever go there. <laughs> it was beautiful and never go there. Do you like lines? Do you like heat? And also, the whole park is built into the side of a fucking mountain. So. Oh, that's fun. A Lego mountain? No. That would be easier to climb than just a regular fucking hill. Ah, uh, so I'm assuming they... So it's like an amusement park and all the gift stores just sell Legos? They just sell Legos. Biggest Lego store I've ever seen. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. I don't hate Legos. Should... What's that? I don't hate oh. Legos, but I do hate stepping on them. My man, we brought, uh, my kids had some uh, Visa gift cards that we've been oh, stashing for Christmas. Oh, hell yeah. Pfft, ain't going out of pocket on them bricks. I pay for the goddamn ticket prices. That's it. Get any good Legos? Millennium Falcon? No. Uh, Harry's still on the uh, the dang Super Mario Lego train. Yeah. He loves this Super Mario. You ever hear this guy? Super Mario Brothers. I've heard of his brother, David. Nope. Oh, yeah, David Luigi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, David, Super David. Oh, Super David Osborne. Osborne? Yeah, no, no, that's Al Brooks's brother. I Deep, think they're all brothers. <laughs> at, you know, if we go all brothers. You trace the back, back far enough. enough. We all go back related. to Adam and Eve and Adam and yeah. Steve, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> what if it turns out it is Adam and Steve? Hey, more power to them. I think they'd be a lovely couple. They would be a lovely couple. Adam and Steve, they get along hey, great. Hey, Steve, I told you, call me dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, if it's Adam and Steve. Oh. What do you think? Uh, you think they really took a rib out of Adam and made a lady with it? Uh, hey, man, That's insane. I don't freaking know. That is insane, Bible. That shit crazy is crazy, Bible. That thing crazy. I got to see You're that. not even making sense right now, Bible. Nobody's ever made a, a Garden of Eden movie. I'm surprised after the No, I bet the somebody Christ, must have. Somebody Gibson must have. going to make like a very graphic, just a fucking hand of God reaching into a body and pulling a rib out. Mm, pull it out. Fuck then it. Just, then throw that rib on the ground and then do, you know that, you know that like video of the fox decaying in slow motion? Yeah. Go the other way, take the rib, put it on oh, the ground, and have a and lady, lady grow just out of it. grows out of it. Look at this beautiful this. lady that came Let's out of one disgusting rib. Put a pin in this. A podcast audience, that's our idea. Do not yeah, steal we own that. that. We own that. We own that. But let's just, let me just ask you, how long do you think something like that would take, going from a rib to a full-grown lady? Boy, yikes. I mean, minimum nine months. I mean, did she just become an adult right away? He went right at her? You think it was like a missing puzzle piece situation? Like he just was like, oh, I don't know this what is the it last was. thing I need. Here we go. Just put that. I don't in understand there. magic. How does how did he make that lady appear? I do what I wish I knew. I'd be a billionaire. If I knew how to make people out of ribs. Jesus if I Christ. had a billion dollars, I would use it to study the rib manufacturing properties in women. What? 
the women manufacturing properties of ribs. I am so sleepy today. You know I'm what? fucking everything. Save up. that talk for Boo England. I this is what happens. We go off script. We should just stick to the we we spend all week hammering out the dialogue. And then we get here and we just go, let's riff it. Let's appetize this 1940. shit. 1940. 1941. February 41 already? We're not 40? Seven. Last year we were on a leap year. Oh. This year we're just going right fucking boom. Get it in right at the end. Right at the end. 1941. We're celebrating the films of 1940. 1941, of course, our favorite Steven Spielberg movie. And also my favorite year between the years of 1940 and 1943. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, 1942. Yeah. Well, I, it's not that I hate it. It just wasn't my favorite of them all. No, you, you, loved, uh, you loved Pearl Harbor. Yeah. You loved when all well, those Well, we weren't quite in the lives. war yet. We were getting in there. We were saying, hey. We're flirting with disaster, you know what yeah. I mean? We're going to talk about the war. World War II. Big player this week. Yeah, we're big, still pretty, but we're still pretty player. great at world wars in America. Dude, we fucking whip ass at still world wars. Still pretty great at the world ones. Certainly, it's just the other ones, the more regionalized ones. We're yeah, having when trouble we get with. specific to the country, <laughs> it seems that's when shit falls apart. Or Korea, even just in a particular Vietnam, section of the world: Afghanistan, Iraq, the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Libya, Canada. Mexico. Oh, Canada's doing pretty good nowadays, though. Mm, no. Yeah, but they they so much the, maple syrup dude, in reserve. We got our asses whipped in the secret Canadian wars. The secret Canadian wars? Oh, yeah. You don't really talk about it that much. Is you that Canadian it? bacon? Are you talking about the John Candy movie? That's the whole reason that we have to acknowledge Canadian bacon is because we lost a war to Canada. You don't know yeah, that? Yeah, it's fucking ham, guys. Calm it's down. fucking ham. <laughs> it's I mean, I know fucking that ham. Me announcing that is a war crime against Canada, so a Canadian bacon Ugh. for our fucking Canuck listeners up there. All right, North. dude, you don't got to get ugly about it. Do they think they just call it bacon? What are you, drinking chocolate milk, Sean? I got my soda stream, and I got some bubble, bubbly fizzy what water. What are you like streaming? It. What flavors are you going with this dude, week? I just, I just take tap. Throwing some CO2 in that shit. You take tap water and just put in regular CO2. Nope. Yep. And you don't put any flavors. You don't put any orange number four or red number three. No, uh, or yellow number five. Yellow number. No, I don't. I can't put yellow number five in there. I don't, don't, I don't want my balls any to shrink. COVID vaccine yellow, in your soda stream. When you were a young man, did you ever hear the rumor of uh, yellow number five in Mountain Dew, which uh, lower your sperm count? Uh, I heard, I remember something about I don't I remember hearing something about yellow number five. You're not thinking of Mambo number five. Yellow number four. Oh, yellow number four. Oh, that was. A I don't know, too. but they always said that your balls would shrink. I think it was more of a mountain to uh, mellow yellow thing. I'll tell you this: as I'm getting, I'm a, I'm a man of a certain age, 38 years old. <laughs> boy, oh boy, Dude, you're getting up there, fella. Would fucking would love. From my nuts to shrink. These things are fucking dragging these I things was around. just thinking about that the other day, Sean. I says to my Holy wife, shit. I says, how do you get tighter nuts? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is there a surgical procedure to make these balls smaller? I got my kids. I don't need the nuts no more. Get them out of here. <laughs> well, Clip you can't like get them removed if you wanted. Clip them like a dog. No, but I'm not talking about a vasectomy. I'm just like, ch- lop them No, up. I mean, you can get the nuts just oh. clear, cut off, dude. Oh, my God. That would really that would really take the sting out of getting kicked that in the balls. That is elective surgery, though, so you you're probably gonna have to fight company. your insurance company. Damn it, I'm gonna have to come up with a fucking. You're gonna argument. have to prove to them that those nuts are no good. These nuts are up to no good. Yeah, they're gonna be the death of me, insurance company. 
Yeah. <laughs> like these the nuts the are pre existing conditions. Are in my nuts, and we got to get these out. I can't. Uh, I don't know. I think that's good for riffing, right? We had a good riff. I mean, I don't. I feel like that Taliban one you just did wasn't that great. Well, it's topical. You know what I mean. I get I get points for for timely. Yeah, but no, you don't get points just because it's topical if it's not good at all. Oh yeah, okay, cool. Tell uh, tell Jimmy Fallon. Say so you say. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. I guess you did make a point. Yeah. Sean, let's talk as as a couple middle aged and older white men from Massachusetts. Of course, let's, let's who get have been, into it. Who have been to Epcot Center betwixt Was us? Joe Biden correct? So Call many us. times, right? Call us in. Let us know your. I've thoughts. been around the world at Epcot Center multiple times. I so let me have. tell you what I think they should have done in Kabul. I have absolutely zero understanding of the situation. That shouldn't stop you from uh, pontificating upon it. Amen. But, Online. Uh, uh, well, I'm trying to do less pontificating. I'm trying to be more ah, educated. Fuck that, dude. The problem with trying to be more educated is that I don't like uh, learning. So Why are you trying to be more educated? Well, I just want to be a little more informed about the world that I'm bringing my children into, but I just can't be bothered. I'm not trying to brag, but I read a book last week. Oh, TV Guide? No. Color they, still do, they still make TV guys, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. It's a waste of time. Waste of print. Waste of paper. What uh, What'd you read last week, Billy? I read uh, The Sisters Brothers. Oh. Then, uh, it's that now a major motion picture. It sure is with uh, John C. Riley. And yeah. Uh, John C. Riley and Joaquin. That's really good. Very good yep. book. Oh, yeah. look at you having a nice time reading I over there. Feel so intelligent. Sometimes. Did you get that from the local public library? I got it. Yeah, well, I got it on Hoopla on my iPad oh, from uh, doing from a the library. Digital e-reading. I like that. You know how sometimes you say, "Hey, I need to read words that aren't on Twitter." Yeah, and they were having a workshop down at the senior center. They told you how to get the books on your iPad, and you they said, "I love this that, is a very man. Good I love book. that. I love that." Get a young person to teach you how to use technology. That's great. Yeah. I actually yeah. saw uh, Casey Malone said something about it on Twitter. Oh. Or uh, somebody tweeted something about uh, Josh Gondelman's wife, Maris. Oh, yeah. Lovely lady. And she does, like, the book review thing. <laughs> yeah, that, they, that's, that's the, the best book. I could sum it up. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, right? She does. Uh, I think it's more involved than that, but I have no idea. No, but I mean, she does, she's. Uh, she loves literature. Like her business is books, right? She's fucking a. business is books. Your business is books. But somebody had, had tagged her and said that she had recommended three books, and they got them. And then Casey uh, was on there saying that the Sisters Brothers was very good. And so I said, hey, the magic of technology. I will reach out to my local library chapter. I want you to go on Twitter after this recording. I want you to let them both know that you appreciated the recommendation and that you Dude, i got to be honest. I tried to find the tweet. And fucking, I don't know. Yeah, this guy, this is all whole cloth that you've made this up it, in your imagination. <laughs> yeah, no, it was somebody tweeted, and then so I don't even know who the original tweet was from. Uh, probably the sister's so, brother. Oh, it could have been uh, Patrick uh, Dewitt, I believe, is the author. So it was probably him. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta pimp your own work. You know what I mean? Oh, Patrick Dewitt, the February twenty seven, nineteen forty. I was just about to go into a really good right, uh, impression of Patrick Dewitt. Oh, first of all, oh, Patrick no... Dewitt, right. I'm the author of the Sisters Brothers, I can't and I think I... you should read my book. 
I can't believe I went back and I was like, oh, well, pardon me. Let me back off. <laughs> let me pull, pull, step off the gas for a second. Oh, Bill, give me a second. He, oh, it's just Travolta again. Okay. <laughs> okay. What do you mean again? Not because it's you. Well, few uh, and far between. First Sean, today. When they come out. It was the first today. I'll give you that much. First on the pod, yeah. I 1940, happened. the 13th Academy Awards. Billy, I got some factoids. You want to hear about these things? Factoids? What is that? Is that like alternative facts? Uh, well, I'm just going to read you the Wikipedia. First ceremony to keep the winners a secret, Billy. Can oh, really? They got shit? first one to get the envelopes? 13 of these things, and everybody knew who won beforehand. Oh, no and shit. they were like, let's fucking switch this shit up. Hey, let's be secret about it so these assholes have to come. Let's fucking, let's not. Fuck I mean, around. would you show up if you knew you lost? Wouldn't you be like, damn, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, I got shit I, to I think, do. Uh, yeah, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I mean, I think you would be less likely to. I think if they were like, hey, you're nominated, but uh, Betty Davis won it, I'd be like, but I'm a boy. That's different. She's a girl. It's different categories. I think maybe the people who who win didn't necessarily know that they were going to win. But, like, now they have it like they have a, the accounting firm of Price Waterhouse. Like, yeah, that's on, bullshit. They have There's that no... shit on lock and key. Yeah. No Just like they had the 2008 subprime mortgage crisis under lock and key. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're telling me, brother. Price Waterhouse. Suck it, you losers. Uh, Al- is that actionable? What I just said. Right, they don't listen anyway, so. Let's giggle right now. <laughs> Satire. Uh, Pinocchio is the first animated film to win a competitive Oscar. Wins two of them, Billy. Song and score. Is that the Disney Pinocchio? That would be the, the very same. All right. When you wish upon That's the Jiminy Cricket, right? Star. Yeah. Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes no difference where you are. Pinocchio rips. You seen that shit lately? I haven't seen it lately. Dude. I know that uh, Roberto Benini just <laughs> made a new one. Oh, yeah, and Robert Zemeckis from uh, Back to the Future has got a, a live-action remake coming out in the next year or so. With Tom Hanks, I believe. Why would you keep remaking Pinocchio? Cut the shit. Because it's free. Oh, that's it, right? They just keep... Uh, you don't have to pay for that right. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That's why you make Dracula movies, right? Uh, Yeah, but the Zemeckis one is through Disney. It's going to be a live-action remake. I hope it's they have... suck balls. I hope He's they have the, do fucking, like his the cigars creepy ass. that turn the kids into donkeys. He's going to make his creepy ass... Uh... Oh, the computer... computer yeah. Uh, yeah, that shit's going to blow ass. Uh, the Thief of Baghdad won the most Oscars this year, but it was the first time a non-Best Picture nominee uh, did that. It wins three Yeah, Oscars. I was going to say, that was not nominated for no. Best Picture. That is on, uh, that's on Criterion, and it looks fucking bananas. Really? The Thief of Baghdad. It looks fucking wild. What's like, it under, like, uh, Hollywood Classics? Or? Uh, usually, like, title. You don't just, have to be just, like that. You I don't know. Don't I don't know. I just, boy. you know, I just, oh, I'm sorry. You don't have to get on here in front of literally tens of people. I apologize. That's very optimistic. I apologize. I mean, that could be 10. Oh, boy. I fucked up. I fucked up. Yeah. I uh, mean, you want to just scrap this? No. Franklin Skip Delano this Roosevelt. week and we'll get back to it next week. Beloved. Oh, the president. He gave a six-minute radio address to the attendees. 
Oh, get the fuck out of here. This isn't about you, sir. Why do you have to make first... it political? I mean, let's fucking... Oh, what are we going to listen to the Green New Deal? World's at war. Oh, you're going to tell us about how the uh, the sun's going to burn us all, Mr. President? Uh, oh, yeah. You I don't think, like I think topical probably, uh, riffs? I, well, you know, I don't know <laughs> if I do, to be honest with you. Uh, Walter, Fair enough, Sean. Walter Brennan wins his third supporting actor award. All three movies that he wins for uh, are non-Best Picture nominees. We haven't watched a single really? one of these fucking things. I'm pulling it up right now because... I know the name. Walter Brennan. He wins for Come and Get It in 1936, Kentucky in 1938, and then The Westerner for this year. These are all. This is all Best Actor or Best, best supporting, supporting Actor? He's one of only three male actors to win three Academy Awards. Can you name now they the just, other two? Best, excuse me, what was that? Best who to three what? Act, three male actors have yeah. won three Academy Awards. A combination. Three, a combination lead of and support. Jimmy Stewart. Nope. Modern Yoquin Phoenix. No. I think he only has one. I think he went for uh, Yoker. He hasn't won any. Uh, no, he's been nominated supporting. a bunch, but uh, uh, it's it's all modern day. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Day. Last twenty. I mean, no, Tom yeah. Hanks. Why do I always confuse Tom uh, Cruise Hanks, and Tom Hanks? Hanks has only got two. Hanks can't. Really? Make the, he can't make the fucking cut, dude. And he had the back to back with Philadelphia and yeah, he Gump, went back right? Back to back. Dude, I can't believe that he doesn't have more. Like he should. I mean, one of them is your maybe. I think. Daniel Day? Dan Danny Day Lewis. He wins for My Left Foot. My Left Foot. Did he get uh, anything for There Will Be Blood? I'm looking it up right now. There it's a weird one, I think. I don't think he won for that. Oh, it's blood. the apartment one or something, right? When he was younger. Oh, uh Room of the View. Yeah. 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 I've never seen that, I don't think. I haven't either. It's nominated for Best Picture in the year that it uh He's excellent. I apologize. Oh, did he get something for Phantom Thread? Uh, he was nominated. I apologize. Okay. Here are the here are the movies. Uh, a Room of the View. He's not nominated for. It wins for My Left Foot. Nominated for In the Name of the Father. Nominated for The Gangs in New York. Oh, in the wins. Name of the Father. So good. Wins, wins, wins for There Will Be Blood. And then he wins again uh, in 2013 for Which, Patricia's yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Dude, that year between There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men. Yeah, dude. I think I prefer insane. whatever one I I last watched. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that. It's they're, they're, they're both incredible. fucking excellent. Um, but he wins that year, and then he wins for Lincoln. Paul Dano must have been uh, nominated in that. I would think. Uh, you would hope, but you know the way that the shit works. Who the fuck can say? Yeah. Now they've yeah. always just stuck with five nominees in the acting, right? They never yeah, jacked they really, that up uh, toll. To like ten. Uh, Paul Dano not nominated. No other acting besides Danny Day. That seems silly. And they win for best cinematography, and they lose everything else. I mean, he played two goddamn roles. Fucking pretty great in that. Pretty great. Paul Dano, good actor. I've uh, abandoned my boy. Here's the last bit of little trivia for you. Three directors have two movies up for the best picture this year. Al Hitchcock, he's got two. Sam Wood. This year? What this, is? Yeah, this year. 
Hitchcock's got Rebecca and Foreign Correspondent. Oh, yeah, Foreign Correspondent. It's a Hitchcock. Sam Wood, who uh, directed uh, part of Gone with the Wind, and he also directed Goodbye, Mr. Chips. He's got uh, Kitty Foyle and uh, Shit on a Brick. Our town. That was a pretty good movie, except I thought the title was offensive. Shit on a brick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they put the umlaut over the eye, so I don't know if I'm saying. That's what made it offensive to me. Just Nazi connotations. Uh huh. Uh huh. So close to World War II. Uh, Kitty Foyle and Our Town. That's by Sam Wood. And then your boy, your beloved John Ford. Jonathan Christopher Coppola Ford. He directs The Grapes of Wrath and The Long Voyage. Oh no shit! Right. Six of the ten movies are nominated by three guys. That's fucking wild. Did they all, Crazy at some point, did they all get best directed noms out of a combination of those? Because it would be weird to have two of your movies nominated for best picture and not get a best right. directed yeah, nom. No, John Ford wins best director for The Grapes of Wrath. Sam Wood nominated for Kitty Foyle. William Wyler direct, nominated for The Letta. George Cukor for The Philadelphia Story. Uh, and Alfred Hitchcock for uh, Rebecca. But Johnny Ford wins that shit for the grapes of wrath. Uh, not a lot of not a lot of grapes. There's a little let down by the amount of grapes. Uh, the, I think the grapes were mostly in the grandfather's bathtub. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot about the... And they were grapes. just hypothetical grapes. Yeah, theoretical grapes. There were grapes that he put on his vision board. Someday we're going to have these. Someday. And I'm going to squish them until they're gone with my naked body. He's holding his purple nuts in his hand, just wishing. Oh, I sure would love that. And the nominees for Outstanding Production are... Is that what they used to call Best Picture? That is what they called it, yeah. They call everything stupid names. Um, all this in heaven too, directed by Anatole Litvak. Wait a minute, we get all of this and also heaven too? No, yeah, for the same price, no extra surcharge for heaven. That's pretty sweet. When a lovely and virtuous governess comes to educate the children of a French nobleman, she instantly incurs the wrath of her mistress, who is insanely oh, jealous so... of anyone who comes near her estranged husband. Oh, she's so lovely and virtuous. Uh, Betty Davis, Charles Boyer, Barbara O'Neill from uh, Gone with the Wind. Oh, this is a Betty Davis joint. It's a Betty Davis joint. It's this kind is of one this... of one of the couple that I didn't see this week. Yeah, this one was on TCM. I caught. I caught. This is. I caught the, all of the movies this year. I was able to. to oh, look at you! With my look at you raising login. children. Going to Lego hotels and still being able still to watch able 500 to watch hours of movies. 10 movies made <laughs> 40 years before my parents were born. 40 years before oh. penicillin. Uh, Betty Davis is, it's kind of like. I don't uh, think that's historically accurate. I think I'm off on that this thing. This thing is like, it's got the same plot as The Sound of Music, where this lady comes in and uh, takes care of the kids, and then the guy falls in love with her, but. Uh, Nazis show up. No Nazis. It's dark and twisted. Well, then it's not the same plot as The Sound of Music. Uh, there's some murder. Barbara O'Neill played uh, Scarlett O'Hara. Because there be Nazis. That's true. Barbara O'Neill played Scarlett O'Hara's mother. She gets a acting nom. She's uh, she's a real bitch in this movie. 
Uh, it was okay. Betty Davis. Betty Davis. Does Betty she Davis. have uh, Betty, Betty Davis eyes in this she movie? sure do. Yeah, the very same ones. And she'll tease you. It's kind of weird. Uh, she's. We're going to talk about her in the letter, but she's very like sweet in this movie, and I yeah. am not, still not used to sweet Betty Davis for some reason. Yeah, I felt like that in... Uh, what was the one? Was it last week? That Doc Matters? Yeah, Dark Victory. Where she she wasn't like she was a just person a nice who person yeah that everybody liked and was likable and fun. And you just you, like juxtaposed with like the letter this week, like from the very beginning. It's right. like this bitch did it. Or even she like is. even like Jezebel, where she's like you're clearly like you're a bad person. Yeah, but uh, I mean that's where she she. You know, that's how her bread was butted. Yeah, those characters. Dude, she, she can't do fucking absolutely everything, apparently. She's great. Foreign correspondent, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. An American crime reporter is dispatched to the European front and stumbles upon a na- Nazi, Nazi assassination, uncovers aspiring, and falls in love. Oh, that's nice for her. You ever fall in love? Uh, not yet. Stars Joel McRae. I barely remember watching this. I watched it months ago. Yeah, I. Uh, it's been a while. I forgot that it was a Hitchcock. Yeah, it's uh, not my favorite of the uh, the old Hitchcockses. It's all the uh, so many of the they had so many newspaper man movies back then. Yeah, they I, they thought newspapers were gonna fucking solve the world. They send uh, change everything. They send Joel McRae over to Europe to report on the war, and then he gets stuck in a windmill at one point. Oh yeah, right. There's a spy or something. Yeah, Doesn't then, he uncover? Yeah, it's been a while. And then uh, at the end, they flood a submarine. Uh, they they're on a I think they're not on a submarine. They're on a boat, and the boat gets flooded. There's they're all floating at sea. I'll revisit it though. Now that I that you reminded me, it's a Hitchcock. The Grapes of Wrath, directed by John Ford. Tom Joad returns to his home after a jail sentence to find his family kicked out of their farm due to foreclosure. He catches up with them as they head to California in a new life. Henry Fonda. Jane Darwell wins Best Supporting Actress for her role as Mama Joad. John Ford wins Best Director. Henry Fonda gets the nomination Fonda should have won. Absolutely should have won. Uh, it's not even a debate, really. Not even a debate, right? We'll get we'll get to that. Uh, I this is this is actually my pick, I think, for best picture. I would have yeah. gone with Grapes of Wrath. I got this in it's either two or three for me. I mean I love Rebecca so much, so but uh it's excellent. Uh fucking unrelentingly bleak not a moment yeah. of levity for this fucking two hours 15 minutes and it and it's another movie that ties in with the ken burns ken burns the dust bowl and the, the whole all that shit and the oklahoma okies moving you know and i love 100 beverly hillbillies dude pa- packing up everything you fucking own on the the only mode of transportation you have and just going into a uncertain fucking future Driving into them mountains, holy fuck! And it's a it's a John Steinbeck novel, just like of Mice and Men, that I no longer have to pretend I've read. Because I've read it. Movie. You read it. I'll read it right now if you dare me to. Yeah, we'll take about three weeks off. We'll fucking come back, check in. <laughs> Let's just uh, pause recording. Bill's gonna read for a month. I want some grapes to smush my bottom with. It was the best of grapes. It was the worst of grapes. 
Actually, I'd probably just play uh, Rage Against the Machine's Ghost of Tom Chode. <laughs> I'm going to go play Bruce Springsteen's Ghost of Tom Chode. Well, you could get Bruce Springsteen with Tom Morello live. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I always assumed that Tom Chode was a literal ghost. Did not realize it was just the. the, the I mean, he is at this is. point. Oh, well, yeah, he's long dead. He's so. the idea of unionized labor. Oh. Wherever, wherever the downtrodden, he's gonna I'll be, be there. But I don't think. Love can't, it. Can't be Love everywhere. It. A lot of downtrodden people. I think there's a lot of great acting in this. Uh, oh, yeah. That, I love the preacher. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, that gentleman's name is. Fuck. He didn't get nominated? I thought he got nominated. He should have. He, he should have been, yeah. Um, he is a real deal actor. Not one of these fake actors that they sometimes put. Not in one of these bullshit Barry Moores. He's a real Barry Moore. John Carradine. Oh, uh, is he Keith Carradine's father? Uh, he is Keith and David Carradine. Nice. Who's Keith Carradine? Uh, well, which one? One of the Carradines was Kung Fu. That's David Carradine. And the other one he also, is He was best Kill known Bill? for Kung Fu. That, no, that's David Carradine, too. Well, Keith Carradine's his brother. They were both actors. <laughs> and Robert Carradine's in the mix as well. You'd know him if you saw him. Um, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him. He looks familiar, but... Oh, he's Wild Bill Hickok in uh, Deadwood. And he's Frank Lundy on... Oh, uh, no Death shit! Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I knew Keith Dude, I, get, I just started... Uh, David Carradine, of course, uh, known for uh, Kung Fu and the way he died. Slamming through... Oh, yeah. Slamming through the... Uh... Third season of Deadwood. That fucking show rules. You love you love wood and you love it. Love it. Dead. I love it. This wood is so dead. The Great Dictator. Directed by Charles Chaplin. Yo, how my dictate? Dictator Adenoid Heinkel tries to expand his empire while a poor Jewish barber tries to avoid persecution from Heinkel's regime. Uh, Charlie Chaplin himself gets nominated for actor he gets the nomination for best picture because he's the big producer and he must have got a director right he did not no no, he should have yeah he should have um and jack oakey gets the supporting nomination uh i had seen this in high school i had not seen it since high school uh if this thing fucking whips ass it's so funny it's uh i don't know i i feel like it's a great movie but also i feel like It's so, and and this isn't about this movie. It's about everything after it. It just feels so played out. Okay. Like, I watch this movie, and I feel like I'm watching Mike Myers make a movie. Sure. Like, I feel like he's just trying oh, to do yeah, Charlie yeah, yeah. Chaplin. Like, everything. Yeah. You know, and I mean, that's that's not, I'm sure at the time it was amazing. And revolutionary and groundbreaking, but at this point, it's like they had the hile to the handshake thing that just kept going on. Oh yeah, the thing is, is uh, that uh, I think you got a in the historical context of this film, uh, just big the big fucking swinging dog nuts on this movie to come out. Oh, absolutely, dude! A absolutely year before before, before America Harbor. was even in the fucking, war, dude. And just to come yeah. out and do this thing. Uh, I mean, I I think it's. The uh, the historical significance of it can't be understated. Yeah. I just feel like, uh, and again, it's just because of all the people that have copied it. 
Yeah. It's got nothing to do with this movie. It's just I feel like I've seen so many scenes of this movie recreated in other movies that when I see it for the first time now, I'm like, oh, that's Austin Powers. Right, right, right. Like, I literally expected Charlie Chaplin to do the Austin Powers dance at one point in the fucking movie. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, you and I are, I think, on record as not being the hugest silent comedy fans. We don't... We're just ignorant to it. We haven't really. Yeah, I mean, this isn't. This is not tries, silent. No, it's not silent. Uh, he definitely tries. I think to, this is his first non-silent film, isn't it? Uh, yes, for sure. Because uh, he makes City Lights in Modern Times after sound is introduced, but he maintains the silent uh, aesthetic. And this you is the can't first wiggle your mustache with noise. No, no, no. Uh, but man, dude, there were some fucking things in here that just made me fucking chuckle. There's a part where they're all trying to hide and he just in one, like in one fluid motion opens a like a trunk, jumps in it with two feet, ducks down and closes it on himself. And it was so, it was like clear, like, oh, that's a dude. He just practiced that. Yeah. He mastered how to do that. I mean, his, his physical comedy is incredible. Wild, Wild, wacky stuff. The great dictator. This is my runner up pick i liked this a little more than grapes of wrath because it made me smile oh sean you gotta love to smile from time to time even if it takes uh memories of hitler to do it (laughs) whatever it takes you to to get a chuckle oh kitty foil directed by sam wood kitty foil a hard-working white-collar girl from philadelphia pa Oh, uh, born and raised uh, from a for, oh from a low from a Philadelphia PA low middle class family meets and falls in love with a young socialite Lynn Stratford, but his family is from Bel Air. Ginger Rogers wins Best Actress for this movie. This thing is a slog. Did not. I did. This enjoy, is the other one I didn't see this week. Did not enjoy Kitty Foyle. Yeah, I took your recommendation that it was East News. It's interestingly structured, I suppose, but it's so fucking melodramatic and just soap opera-y. And Ginger Rogers is very good. I don't have any problems with her getting Best Actress. I mean, she's not as good as Betty Davis in The Letter, Joan Fontaine and Rebecca, Catherine Hepburn in The Philadelphia Story. Maybe she's better than Martha Scott in Our Town, but she's fine. I like Ginger Rogers enough, but... Yikes, stripes, kitty foil, avoid. Avoid. The letter. Directed by William Wyler. Oh, look Weiler. it. I've written you a letter. After it a says everything I wanted to say to you, but I have not had the time. Jesus Christ. What What have you not had the time or the wherewithal to say to my face after all the time that we've spent pretty together bad. talking and all the weird shit you've said? <laughs> I do not bad. want to read that fucking letter. It's Burn that bad. shit. Holy moly. It's pretty bad, but you're not going to have to read it because I'm going to shoot you to death at the beginning of this movie. Thank the Lord. (laughs) Just leave the letter for my wife to find. Like, I mean, empty the goddamn clip into your back. And then she's like, oh, he was attacking me. After a woman shoots a man to death, a damning letter she wrote raises suspicions. Dude, Uh, and it's the whole, uh, just plantation vibe of this, too. 90 fucking minutes, baby. Oh yeah, I lo- yeah. Ooh, tight. 
yeah, it's a good movie. It's but, fun. But uh, I called it from the start. This bitch is guilty. Oh, yeah. I mean, we watch her shoot the guy. So yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody defends themselves with no, not guilty. But I was officer. like, she was not. She was getting busy with this fella. Yeah. the The biggest, the biggest tip off that this this character was unsavory was that it was played by Betty Davis. That was our that was our first hint that something untoward may be going on. And it's like a rubber plantation, and all of the workers are sleeping outside in the jungle hut, and she's got that nice uh, walled-off house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, colonialism is all, sure is a you know. Sure it seems like it seems like pluses and minuses to some people. I guess I will say this, other than. <laughs> Other than the wife of the guy who gets shot, it seemed as though they only cast Asian actors for the Asian roles. Yeah, and I'm not entirely sure that uh, who that was that played that that uh, wife. It's um, uh, she's got a. a you could have told me guard. it was a guy. No, no, no. It's um, she doesn't speak. It's uh, Gail Sondergaard. Who was in? Well, that certainly doesn't sound like. Uh, she uh, was in something that we both watched, I think. The name sounds familiar. She had won. She won Best Actress for uh, Anthony Adverse. Oh, she's. Oh, uh, the Sound of Garden of Music. Uh, she plays uh, the uh, the wife of uh, in fucking the life of Emil Zola. She's the wife that of the guy that's wrongfully imprisoned. Oh, all right. Uh, so she, uh, she, uh, it would just. She doesn't speak in that in the letter at all, but she just kind of stands there ominously while slightly offensive music plays. Yeah, and Betty Davis is like she's hideous. She had jewelry. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, all bejeweled. Like hard, hard Oh cool. my goodness! No. Cool. Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> uh, cooler. I I thought this was a cool movie. I don't know that it needs to be nominated for best picture, but. No, but I think, uh, you know, I think it, it's probably more to do with Betty Davis than anything. Betty Davis and William Wyler. They're fucking so horny for William Wyler. He keeps he keeps making It was hits. good, though, and I love the fucking 90 minutes, dude. Oh God, that goodness. should be it. should be mandatory. The Long Voyage Home, directed by oh, John How are we going to get there? It's going to take so long for us to get home during this voyage. The crew of the merchant ship Glen Cairn hoped to survive a transatlantic crossing during World War II, adapted from four Eugene O'Neill one-act plays. Thomas Mitchell, Uncle Billy, John Wayne, a bunch of fucking catch-em-it faces Ooh. all on a boat. Barry Fitzgerald, the great Barry Fitzgerald's in this joint. I, I had a tough time uh, distinguishing who was who in this movie because they all had mustaches and they all looked <laughs> like they were fucking made of leather. John so, Wayne with this Swedish accent or whatever this it is. got to be one of the worst performances I've ever seen. His accent work is absolutely atrocious. It sounds like he has a head injury. It's like one of those things, too, that I, I'm not entirely sure he's even doing an accent a lot of the time. But he's, he's like he'll do it and then it. he'll it's stop. Just like what the fuck? No one on set was like, "Hey man, you want to not do that?" That's all. Oh, I need to go home. Okay, uh, John Pilgrim, I'm heading back home <laughs> to my home in Sweden. <laughs> my wife. It's just like what the fuck? 
Uh, Thomas Mitchell doing the Irish Brogue, fucking nailing it. That guy continues yeah. to fucking to rule. I love that. He's guy. incredible, dude. Uh, I can't wait to rewatch It's a Wonderful Life with all of this new Uncle Billy backstory and I mean Lionel Barrymore as well. But uh, Thomas Mitchell, The Long Voyage Home, not my favorite. Uh, certainly the lesser John Ford movie this week. Our oh, town. No, no disagreement there. Our town, directed by Sam Wood. Change comes slowly to a small New Hampshire town in the early 20th century. We see birth, life, and death in this small community. William Holden, Faye Bainter, Martha Scott gets a lead actress nomination. Uh, our town is... Uh, yeah, it's our town. I don't know. I thought it ruled. You liked I, it a lot? I, re- I really liked it. Oh, wow. I like the... Uh... I love the narration style. It's just Americana, you know, yeah. just like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fort and Wilder. Yeah. Uh, usually it's, just get, it has like a whole like just a Norman Rockwell feel, you know. Uh, it's usually done as a play. Grover's, what is it? Uh, uh, Grover's Falls. Grover's Falls, yeah. Um, I think. Holy shit. Now I'm, now I'm worried that it's wrong. Enough. Bedford Falls? Nope, that's. Uh, Bedford Falls is It's Wonderful Life, right? Yeah. It want, maybe it's Grover's Falls. Grover's Cross? Mills? Oh Jesus Christ! Grover's <laughs> Corners, Jesus. Grover's Christ, Corners. I mean, you're stupider. I'm just old and forgetful. Uh, when they do it on, uh, they did it. Uh, there's a PBS version that I've always wanted to see, where Paul Newman is the narrator. Oh, that's fun. Um, but they always have the narrator. He's always standing on, sitting on top of a fucking. Uh, <laughs> Paul Newman just talking about different salad dressing recipes and. Right. And then we use a walnut vinaigrette. And he's just like, someday I'm going to make Butch Cassidy. <laughs> um, yeah. Our Paul time. Newman, no longer with us, I believe. No, we lost him. That's Where a shame. Where did he go? Hey, if anybody has an answer to that, hit us up at balconyboyshow.com at gmail.com. They really should make an, they should make an Our Town that follows the life of Paul Newman so we can kind of see in that third act where he does go. He started race car driving. Oh, yeah, that's going to kill you. He went to Daytona. Um... Yeah, I didn't realize that you liked Our Town so much. I thought it was fine. I love the scene. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I love the scene I thought in that the middle the, where they take... I watched it on... Sorry. No, we're really... Are, we are. This May. This is on May. We're fired I up. apologize. We're fired up. Uh, I watched it on Prime, and the sound on it wasn't great at some points. Nope. But I just... I, I dig the whole... The whole narration fail of it. Yeah. Uh, very cool. This is on TCM. The print is not great. The quality of it. Uh, and the sound yeah. is real bad. Um, even I don't. Uh, the prime is probably the same thing they use for TCM, but um, I love the scene in the middle where they just they look directly into the camera and they start taking questions from the audience. Yeah, and I just imagine just some fucking old grandma sitting there watching this, oh, like, yeah. oh, what a nice story. And then the the guy gets right in the camera and goes, "Are there any questions from you in the audience?" And then a voice comes from the one of the speakers and she's like, "Oh no." <laughs> Why are they so tall? <laughs> grandma died at the theater. Yep. What happened to Grandma? Oh, uh, she was uh, uh, scared to death by the magic of motion pictures. <laughs> Smell-o-vision killed Grandma. <laughs> Sam Wood, you killed my Grandma. <laughs> and finally, the Philadelphia story. Oh, Tom Hanks. Directed Denzel Washington. <laughs> the horror of the AIDS epidemic. Directed by George Cukor. When a rich woman's ex-husband and a tabloid-type reporter turn up just before her planned remarriage, she begins to learn the truth about herself. 
Man, so much more lighthearted than Philadelphia. Yeah. Cary Grant. Catherine Hepburn gets a nomination for Best Actress. Ruth Hussey gets a Best Supporting Actress nomination. And Jimmy Stewart wins Best Actor, beating Charlie Chaplin, Henry Fonda, Raymond Massey for Abe Lincoln in Illinois, and Lawrence Olivier for Rebecca. That seems insane. Charlie Chaplin, Jimmy Stewart, and Lawrence Olivier all should have won over Jimmy Stewart. And you know we love Jimmy Stewart, but this is a fucking... I think he just said Jimmy Stewart should have won over Jimmy Stewart. No. Well, he definitely should not have. Uh, nobody should beat Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, I mean, I think Henry Fonda should have taken it hands down. Henry Fonda. I mean, you saw Philadelphia Story, right? There's nothing... I did, but I don't even remember There's it. nothing... I... I watched it, like, five months ago. I think it is wildly overrated. I don't know why. I feel like it's it pops up on, like, the best romantic comedies... Yeah. Of all time. I mean, I think it's just uh, cast. It's Stuart. And it's stacked for sure, but. Catherine Halfburn is great. And... and I think they fucked up the year before giving it to the Mr. Chips guy instead of Jimmy Stewart for uh, Mr. Washington. I mean, do you think they just were rectifying that? I mean, they've already they've already done that. So Betty Davis doesn't get nominated for something called a human bondage in like 1936, and then they give her the award the next year for a lesser performance. Yeah, but I mean. Do you think they're making it up to Jimmy Stewart for giving it to the dude from Mr. Chips? Yeah, 100%. I feel like it. Unless there's something. And then next year, they'll make it up to uh, Henry Fonda. I mean, this should happen. It's, Henry F- it's got to be in something next. Uh, next year, Gary Cooper oh, wins next for year, Sergeant dude. York. Fucking Citizen Kane. A lot of good movies next week. Yeah, dude. We're going to have a long talk about Citizen Kane and also touch up on the movie that won. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I just can't even wrap my head around how green is my valley, how green is my nuts. Have you watched it? Not yet. It's great. It's a very good movie. I'm sure I it think is. Citizen Kane is better, I'm but sure it's a it very is. good movie. I'm sure it's excellent. And it's another one that's kind of like Grapes of Wrath in that uh, pro-union uh, stance and shit. Yeah, John. It's Ford, good. John it's Fording. like a mining town. John Ford it's really got good. No chill, dude. That dude is just young ass master Roddy McDowell. They call him. Oh, Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. Yeah, they call. They would put master in front of your name when you were young enough to hit. Hell yeah! And the winner of the Thirteenth Academy and Awards. still champion of the Thirteenth Academy Awards, Rebecca Becky Kevin James is a criminal just out of prison. Directed by Alfred Hitchcock. His only best picture win. That's insane. Insane. I'm I'm nauseous thinking about it. Never wins best director. He gets honorary Oscars, and that's about it. You know what you can do with an honorary Oscar? You can sell it online. It's pretty cool. Up your ass. I don't want an honorary Oscar. Give me the goddamn real thing. Oh, I have an honorary degree from Harvard. Uh, I uh, I have seen uh, Rebecca many time. Uh, it good many time. Many times I bought the Criterion Blu-ray DVD because this thing is not available to stream anywhere. I had it on a shitty DVD that I gave to Bill, and I now own it on a pristine DVD that Sean gave to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's so good. Joan Fontaine, Lawrence Olivier. Other people. Uh, it's the second win in a row for David O. Selznick. Guy won for Gone with the Wind. Now he wins for Rebecca. This guy. Yeah, David O. Selznick 
More like David O. Give someone Elsnick a chance. Damn. Buddy. Yeah. This guy's in everything. Spread the love. Spread the love. This guy's like uh, his generation's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Your lips. Absolutely he is. I. Uh, that is something I won't even argue with. The Young Selznick. This thing it, it gets nominated for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven Academy Awards. <coughs> that's too many. It wins two of them. Oh, well, that's too few. Outstanding production and best cinematography. It's got to be disappointing to be nominated for so many and win so few. Yeah, and but and win the best picture and then just be like, huh. This was the best movie, but not the best director or best actor or best actress or best supporting actress or best yeah. screenplay. Okay. Uh, man, oh, man. It's insane that Hitchcock never won best director. No. And I can't argue because John Ford, uh, Grapes of Wrath, is an excellent movie. No, but I mean uh, throughout his career. Like, I think, I think Grapes of Wrath was a better movie than this. I liked it more. Rear Window doesn't but, get nominated. Yeah, Rear Vertigo, Window. North by Northwest. To Catch a Thief. Unbelievable. The Birds. Alfred Hitchcock Psycho. Uh, the remake of Psycho with Vince Vaughn. That doesn't get nominated either. Psycho ER. Psycho 2, Psycho 3. All movies that are very Psychosomatic, real. Attic Insane. <laughs> Pretty depression. Uh, oh, man. Where do we start with this thing? We start at the beginning. Uh, it is last a dream. Night, I went to I Manderley. I went to Manderley. And you go, what's Manderley? We don't know. It's a casino in Las Vegas. Manderley Bay. Manderley they do Bay. all the boxing fights. Uh, they do do that, don't they? Yeah. No boxing fights. But it's Manderley Bay, not Manderley Oh, yeah, Bay. this is Manderley. Uh, we start, we get, uh... It's in England, right? Sussex? Something like that. But we, uh, we, we do that opening, and then boom, bang, bang, booby, we're up... Hello! We're right to the French... Hello, this is England now. This is Sussex. Oh, long live the Queen and whatnot, eh? Kangaroos. Nope. Okay. Uh... Alright. <laughs> no, that's just an English person seeing a kangaroo. Oh, at a, okay. Yeah. At a zoo and being like, oh, they have kangaroos here. Oh, wow. Kangaroos. We brought them back from the colony. <laughs> yeah. Roo, roo babies. Uh, we open up, man. We do that opening cool shot of going up the driveway, and then we go to like the, the, the shot of the house or what's left of it. Dude, Hitchcock. This guy could film a shot. Ooh, the man knows what he's doing with a damn cam. Yeah. Was that a real building? Or no, were they using miniatures, right? Yeah, model. Had to be. Looked too good. It looked too good. <laughs> looked too damn good. It's like, do you remember uh, Strangers on a Train? Do you remember the opening shot of that when it goes over the train station? Yeah. It's kind of like that that crane shot or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like over a so model good. village. Yeah. Yeah, but that one they do, they go right into the window and they're right into the movie. That was a pretty cool so shot, good. I remember. Yeah. Uh, then we jump, we jump to, Al uh, could get it. Dude, my, my, my dude could get it. We could, I could get it. We go to the French Riviera. Mm. Where we see a, 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 riv, a Riviera runs through it. We see a handsome young man played by Lawrence Olivier named Max de Winter. He's standing on a cliff. He was going to jump, right? It looked like he was going to jump for sure. Well, did he just kill her though? Is he looking over the body? That's I'm that, so no, confused. No, 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 no. 
He's looking over at the water. Oh, they were at Monte Carlo. They weren't at Mandalay, though. No, no, yeah. They're, the, they're in the French Riviera, Monte Carlo. Yeah. yeah. And he looks like he's going to kill himself. And she like goes, oh, excuse me. Hey, what are you doing? And they meet. And they begin a whirlwind romance. Yeah, real, real finding Sarah Marshall. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall vibe there. Lawrence Olivier. And then uh, the young, nameless woman. She goes. She has no name the entire movie. She's only referred yeah, to as dude. the second Mrs. De Winter. Dude, and he is a dick, this Ooh. fella. Yeah, sketch, dude. He's like, don't be a little idiot. My dude, she should have red flags going up all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Maxim de Winter, uh, they start a, a secret uh, affair because she's she's accompanying a big, fat, rich lady named Edith Van hey. Hopper. You could be she's, nicer about it, but she is a real bitch. She's a, she's a large-sized, full-of-life, jolly woman. Uh, named e. Except that she's not jolly at all. Not jolly at all. She's horrible. Uh, and she, for some reason, she just has this like young lady following her around all the time. I think she, yeah, she's like a personal assistant or whatever. Um, but uh, so there, they the opening. I don't know, probably half hour. of This movie is just them kind of flirting in the hotel and going on these long drives and. It's not even flirting. It's him like insulting her and her being like, "Why do you even want me here? I'm not I'm, like I'm, I'm the worst." Like she's that, yeah. She like I'm I'm ugly, and it's like, no, you're not. You're Joan Fontaine. So I think we could take a second to talk. I mean, about... yeah, your sister thinks you're ugly, but we could let's talk about Joan Fontaine and right. her little life story that may have informed her performance as the second Mrs. De Winter. Uh, she is the younger sister of, uh, Olivia de Havilland, who... The great! The great, one of the best actresses of all Captain time. Captain Blood, right? What Captain do we got? A couple Blood. of the Errol Flynn movies uh, we watched. And, and most importantly, she plays Melly in Gone with the Wind. Oh, Melly. And so, as children, Olivia and Joan, uh, Olivia was the favored daughter by their mother. Uh... The older child, right? I guess so. Uh, she was given all the perks and encouraged while Joan was... Oh, you're giving kids Percocets back then? No, not it was probably perks, okay. P-E-R-K-S is like all of the benefits. Oh, you know, love, which, you mean. Right. Yes, yes, love. Yes, 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 yes. Clean clothes, food. So it's one of those things where it's like, Olivia wants to be a star, so we're going to put our efforts into Olivia, and then, Joan, you need to find a Dude, husband. Dude, it's fucking... Whatever happened to baby Jan? Yes. Like, it's that oh, fucking same story. I wonder... Ooh, I wonder. I wonder if it was based on their... If it's uh, about them? I'm sure it must have been inspired a little bit by that. I mean, it sounds like it, right? Um, yeah, I feel like, actually, I feel like Baby Jane and his sister had a better relationship than these two, but... I mean, it was a pretty rough relationship. <laughs> um, so so they, uh, they have all these things. The mother uh, uh, benefits and favors Olivia... Uh, to the point where she won't let Joan use uh, their family name as a as a stage name, so she she can't be. Oh, really? Yeah, she can't. That's be, why she's she's not Joan De, Living, uh, De Havilland. She's uh, Joan Fontaine because her mother was like, "You cannot. No, your sister needs the name. She's going to be famous." And you're now isn't was you suck shit. That was their father. Is there De Havilland like a uh, famous actor? Like you know, are they from a family like that, or is this just a no, he was. He looks like he was a, an English patent attorney. Uh, she was an actress, um, but she's most known as the mother of these two. I mean, they're full sisters. It's not different fathers, and she's like, 
uh, as far as I know. Like her, Joan Fontaine's actual last name is to have one. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Ma. Uh, so she has to take her mother's maiden name. Um, and then and then it just kind of kicks off from there. So I I heard something that when they were kids, Olivia de Havilland broke Joan Fontaine's clavicle or something. Um, I I I didn't see that, but that probably. Yeah, there was just in some uh, clip. I think I sent you a clip from. Oh, yeah, uh, I didn't get a chance. It was Joan Fontaine talking, being interviewed about it. Um, uh, it says here, uh, biographer Charles Higgins records that the sisters uh, had an uneasy relationship. Olivia w- uh, would rip up uh, clothes uh, Joan had to wear as hand-me-downs and force Joan to sew them back together. I mean, she already ripped up her last name. Might as well, right? Um, they're both nominated for uh, Best Actress next In year. In 42, 42, yeah. And Joan, Joan wins, wins even for suspicion. Olivia de Havilland has been the longer star, has had the, the bigger career. Um, Joan wins, and then there's some shit where Olivia claims that she stood up to try to hug her sister. Joan snubs her because she thinks she's trying to trip her. Like, it just gets nasty, and they just continue to be nasty to each other forever. When their that's fun. When their mother dies, um, Olivia de Havilland is the uh, caretaker. Uh, doesn't bother to notify her sister that the funeral is taking place. Uh, she finds out after the fact because she was not invited. Um, they try to make up at the end of their lives. They don't. Um, I mean, uh, Olivia de Havilland lived uh, over 100. I mean, she just died last year. Yeah. Uh, but Joan Fontaine makes it to 2013, so they have plenty of time. Um they both apparently, uh, Olivia de Havilland at the time when she died uh, said she was shocked and saddened. Um, I get the feeling that it started out. That shocked and saddened that she was dying? Yeah, that her old sister, old ass sister died at an old age. Um, in 1978, Joan Fontaine said of the sibling rivalry, I married first, won the Oscar before Olivia did, and if I die first, she'll undoubtedly be livid because I beat her to it. So that's fun. Yeah, these these uh these ladies is uh yeah they're just uh. Angry. I mean, I'd hold a grudge if my parents had been like, "Oh no, I'm sorry, you can't use your last name because your sister's using your last name." But I think at a certain point, when I was also a successful actress, I would go like, hey, "No, Donnie's already using a Wahlberg name. You have to be Marky Mark." Uh, I'm sorry. I I always assumed it was you, Olivia, that was fucked up. I didn't realize it was our fucked up mom. Like, you could bury the hatchet, but... It's a dance mom. Nope. So, so Joan Fontaine, this is her big breakout role. Olivia de Havilland didn't refuse to read for this because her sister was in uh, consideration. Um, well, I think that's good, right? Yeah. You don't want to take the job from your sister. But I think it was kind right? of one of these things where it's like, oh, if you're looking at... You're looking at Joan? Uh, no thanks. This is beneath me. Well, that's just stupid. This is Alfred Hitchcock. You should get your shit together, yeah, Olivia. My, my dude, this is his first American film. I don't give a shit. shit. I've seen England. a lot of his British films, and they were very good. Yeah, but she might not have. You don't know. Well, what kind of fucking actress is she, then? Damn, dude, I can't. You're right. She doesn't know anybody in the Hollywood foreign press fucking... that could get her copies of... You're right. Uh, of, uh... uh, uh <laughs> the Lady, lady Vanishes? Oh, phew. Uh, so, 
So that that informs Joan Fontaine's whole performance is, is she's the runner up in this movie to the unseen Rebecca. Uh, she has to live up to this this name that yeah uh, we never see Rebecca we never even see right? a picture of her uh, and for half of this movie I was thinking that Joan Fontaine was Rebecca mm. yeah it's confusing like I just assumed that she looked exactly like her I was waiting for that reveal but it was never I to come. I had that in my head because I hadn't seen this movie in like ten years and I had it in my head that there's a giant portrait of Rebecca. And then they reveal it. That's what the portrait was, right? No, when she the dresses, portrait, was the dress? Yeah, we'll get to that. But that portrait right. was a was like a an ancestor. Right. And the year before, when they had their costume ball, Rebecca wore that costume to the thing, and she comes downstairs in the same costume as the dead wife. Yeah, because Mrs. Danvers is a this cunt. bitch. This bitch. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I'll go there. I love her. She's, Don't apologize. She's she incredible. deserves it. Uh, Rebecca was my girlfriend. We did each other's hair. Well, I did her hair and nothing else. She never really acknowledged me. (laughs) Uh, so, so Maxim de Winter, uh, this, uh, the fat lady that's, uh, Mrs. Hopper that's watching over our unseen, uh, unnamed, uh, protagonist. She finds out her son's getting married, and she's going to go back to America. So they pack up to leave Monte Carlo. She's had, like, the flu the whole time. Yes. That's why Joan Fontaine's been able to, and, like, sneak yeah. off and have this affair. It really seems like they should have given her a name. In an affair, let's say, uh, they held hands, and they went for a car ride, which is fucking scandalous. Yeah, dude, which is a long courtship for a lot of these relationships back then. But she's afraid because she's fallen in love with, uh, with Lawrence Olivier, and she doesn't want to leave. So she runs up. To the hotel room and goes like I'm I, I can't go I don't want to go and he's like ah well marry me dummy and she's like oh okay can you tell the old lady because I'm too scared uh, and then we get the they they depart we get that great uh, all of a sudden Mrs Hopper's up on her feet she starts like lighting smokes and like just like lights into fucking Joan Fontaine um, but he takes her back to uh, Manderley his mansion in Southwest England. That is fucking castle, dude. Not a mansion. Too big. That thing is a fucking too big. Puts Downton Abbey to shame, dude. No one should have a house this big. Uh, this it's like fucking Citizen Kane. Yes. Yep. Uh, which I and I I I I would. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Hearst had his own fucking crazy house. We'll talk about Citizen Kane next week. But oh, dude, Hearst, Deadwood. Um, Different uh, Hearst, right? House... That's William Randolph Hearst, right? I believe so. Uh, Deadwood's George Hearst. Yeah, different Hearst. Different Hearst, I think. Probably the same. Same Hearst. family, though, I believe. Same family, just like the uh, goddamn uh, Rockefellers. Patty Hearst. Uh, Mrs. Danvers runs the house, and she is the icy cold... Uh, had, Until had, you get to know her, and then she livens up. I don't think she ever does. <laughs> I think she gets to know her. She actually becomes more. I'm just evil. assuming. I'm saying one of her. You know, people always say, "Oh, Mrs. Davis, she's so cold." And then I'm like, and "Yeah." You get to know her, and you, you know, have a couple drinks with her on a long weekend. You don't realize and you'll how, realize you don't realize how cold she actually is. Yeah, you had she knows lucky. all the lyrics to every Poison song. Um, so. Uh, she she was uh, the close confidant. Talk dirty to me of the first Mrs. De Winter, and this whole entire 
um, uh, situation is all built around this whole household is obsessed with the first Mrs. DeWinter who died under mysterious circumstances. We don't really know yeah, what that is. Yeah, is it the household or is it just Mrs. Danvers? I think though? everybody, though, because the, the, the head butt and what? You know what it is? Everybody in the household is afraid <laughs> of Mrs. Danvers. So if she gives a shit about Rebecca, yeah. then they give a shit about Rebecca. She's got strong uh, Cloris Leachman vibes. Yeah, from uh, Young Frankenstein. From Young Frankenstein. Um, so she's got she's got Rebecca's bedroom, and that wing of the house is completely shut off. No one can go in there. Um. All of Rebecca's shit is everywhere. Everything has a big monogrammed R on it. So when the new Mrs. DeWinter is walking around. Classy, Sean. It's classy. It's, oh, it's nice. It's great stationery. But like when she's like, uh, here's the morning room is where you'll eat breakfast. And then you'll come over here to this office where you can do your correspondence. And this girl's just like, I don't know what any, I don't know what this is. I'm poor. I'm not, I'm not mm. rich. What is the Wi-Fi password? Right. Where's the TV? Do we have a TV? Is there a dog? Oh, there is a dog. The dog doesn't like is me. Is there an Atari? Um, so just she's constantly being reminded of her husband's dead wife, and she's trying to figure out what happened. And there's a little shack down at the water um, that she gets in trouble for going into. She meets the crazy guy that like just lives outside the shack. Ben. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, just ignore him. He's fucking weird. But also, don't go down there because, uh, and it and it's revealed that that's where they found her body. Right, the body washed up on shore. She went out on a boat. That was the last allegedly. Time they, her, they went out on the shore. She went out on a boat, and the boat got into a, a storm, and then she washed ashore. And so all this shit goes on. They have a big. She begs and begs them have a costume ball because she's just so fucking bored living in this stupid house with this guy that she barely knows. Uh, with no Wi-Fi, no. I think if there had been Wi-Fi, stress how important Wi-Fi is. Yeah, or at least a, uh, a DVD library. And if you're gonna have Wi-Fi in a house that big, you're gonna need satellite servers. You know what I mean? You can't just have the one box. You gotta have little. You're rich. Figure it out, Max. Get the Geek Squad in there and fucking let's get this fucking house lit up. Why don't we should have a TV and we're so rich we should have a TV in the goddamn refrigerator even if it's a 1938 oh, television. Oh, that's classy. You know what I mean? I got to watch the Cosby You come show. down in the middle of the night for a snack? Oh, please. You get to watch your programs while you eat snacks. I got to watch my damn programs. Sleepy snacks with your programs. Uh so then they have the big costume ball. And she's going to surprise everybody with this dress. Mrs. Danvers is taking her on this tour. What a bitch this lady Dude, is. I love the scene where they go into her bedroom and they're like, there's her pillow. And there's her. And this is where I keep her lingerie. Yeah. And pulls this out is the her fucking, underwear drawer. Ooh, it's almost. Made by nuns in a convent. It's so see through. You can see her titties and puss. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. And she holds touch it. it. She's like, touch, touch her it. panties. Touch it. Touch it. Smell them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Danvers is horny for Rebecca, the dead lady. Um, she makes her like put her head on the pillow, lay in the bed, take a nap in the bed. Yeah, she's she hates this new fucking wife, and so she's taking him on a tour. And she's showing her all the portraits of all of the old the winters, and there's one of this lady in this lavish, like big fucking white dress with big puffy shit. And she's like, ooh, that's what I'm going to make. I'm going to make this dress. I'm going to surprise Max for the Halloween party or whatever. I mean, she, yeah, she leads her to oh, it. Yeah. 
like she's like i was thinking of making a dress and she's like oh and she totally oh you should do that one there his favorite so when when max when his sister and the brother-in-law come by uh they she comes down the the brother-in-law right yeah and the sister he's also i was just getting ahead because i watched uh suspicion oh is he in there too yeah yeah, him and and John Fontaine. Yeah, and it fa- I was thinking like it feels like they might have filmed some of this sim- simultaneously. Ooh, perhaps perchance. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week though. Um, yeah, for uh, like thirty five seconds as we talk about yeah, how if Citizen that. Kane got robbed. Uh, so they're just like, <gasps> it's Rebecca, and he's all pissed, and she doesn't know why. No one will explain it to her. And she goes upstairs, and she goes to, I think she goes to Rebecca's room. And that's the scene where she's looking out the window, and Mrs. Danvers just leans over and just, like, jump. Oh, yeah. She opens the window for Everybody some fresh air. Why don't you just end it? You. Nobody end wants it. you here. And it's just like, this is fucking 1940? This is, damn, this shit, this is some fucking cyberbullying bullshit. <laughs> right? get a goddamn HBO miniseries. She's like, Mrs. Danvers is just going on all of uh, the new Mrs. DeWinter's Facebook posts and giving it thumbs down. Slut, slut, <laughs> slut, whore. Slut. <laughs> well, maybe if you didn't dress like that. Yeah, maybe you should kill yourself because no one likes you. <gasps> oh. uh, but she doesn't. Uh, she just, she's going to, she's going to fight back. Um, and, and she's like, get rid of all of her shit. Yeah, she's like, get rid of all this shit. But at that very moment, and this is some uh, some movie magic, a boat washes ashore. And they or somebody, <sighs> somebody, uh, yeah, a sh- there's an explosion. Yeah, and a ship's run aground, and they're like, what? And they discover that a sunken boat has been discovered, and dun dun dun, there was a body in it, and the body was. Do you think she would have? Do you think she would have jumped out the window if that didn't happen? I, I, dude, I don't know. I think maybe. I think I think Mrs. Yeah. Danvers is pretty fucking persuasive, and she's, she's a. I think Mrs. Danvers would have pushed her out. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Bad lady. I'm going on record. She ain't good. She ain't good. So, uh, the boat runs aground, and that's when uh, she goes down to that hut, and she finds that's where Max is hiding because. He knows that the body in the boat is Rebecca's because dun da da da. He put it there. He killed her. He killed her. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it turns out that this whole movie, Joan Fontaine has thought that Max is still in love with his first wife. When it turns out that they hated each other, it was a the marriage was a mistake, and he just couldn't get out of it. Um. And she was just gonna. They were just gonna pretend to go through the motions forever, but then she gets knocked up by her cousin Jack uh, Jack uh, Favell, played by George Sanders, George the Sanders. great George Sanders. Um, Love this guy. And so they have a heated argument. Uh, they struggle. She hits her head and dies. Um, and he claims he sells. He killed her. He's full of shit. Sure. The guy is full of fucking shit. Yeah, she had an accident where I hit her in the head with an oar. Yeah. And I kept saying, he fucking killed her. Head. Put her in the boat. Move your head. Fucking open the fucking portholes. Fucking right. 
took an axe to the side of the boat. Did and absolutely sunk it, the dude. worst job. Just horrible crime. Like if you're gonna commit crime, yeah, do better. Horrible. Be better. Be best at crimes. Not this shit. Not even best, dude. Just try. But then uh the You didn't even try. The new Mrs. DeWinter is just like, well, it was an accident. Just tell them it was an accident. I will say that it was an accident. I don't know what the fuck I can do. Yeah, but I wasn't there. It's gonna be it's gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. Um Oh, don't be a little idiot. But then uh they go to uh they find that there's a doctor in London that they go to visit. And isn't isn't there isn't there a doctor everywhere if you really look hard enough? <laughs> I, I, there's probably a doctor in this damn house. I got a there's Dr. Dre two. CD There's somewhere. probably two or three doctors in London if they took the time to look. At least one, and they found him. And he, he reveals that on uh, that uh, a woman had come, but she came under a fake name. Name I think she came under Mrs. Danvers, right? Yeah. Uh, and she was not... It's such a... It's so weird. Like she had cancer. So she, is that what it was? So right. She had she and she had cancer, but because she wants to ruin Max's life and she knows she's gonna die, she baits him into killing her. Basically, he's such a fucking liar. Well, I mean, this is all like this is all based on what he said. That's true. He's a fucking liar. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it turns out that she just wanted to ruin me. And she was going to die anyway, so she figured. Well, I think it's... <laughs> no, Max, you're a murderer. In... You should rot in... You know what? I'm going to say it right now. Guantanamo Bay. In the the book that this is based on, I think it's a little more clear-cut that he killed her. But she still goads him into killing her, basically, by claiming she was pregnant with her cousin. So, yeah, it's always the lady's fault. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. Goads him into killing her. Hey, if you had just... Uh acted more to his liking he wouldn't have killed you but whatever it is he's convinced that she's haunting him from the grave and all this stuff uh and then he gets when it's just you know people finding her body yeah no it's it's you fucked up like he also it, through that whole thing he also identified some other body <laughs> just like yep yeah, that's rebecca bury her in this hole and that family will never wonder yeah, and they're just like, oh, well, my man, you were just grieving. Uh, when you grieve, you go crazy. Yeah, he was he was crazy. Obviously, you would misidentify her. Yeah, it makes total sense. Nobody's mad. Yeah, we're all friends here. Uh, but anyway, he he uh, it they they find out that she had cancer. Uh, so they keep it as a, they keep it as she committed suicide in the courts and the public opinion and all this stuff. Uh, and then he goes back to Mandalay to get his his second wife. Who nice actually, to be rich, huh? He loves Joan Fontaine. It turns out he he's just been haunted by this lady. Now he's finally he free. Not. But uh oh, crazy ass Mrs. Danvers lights the whole fucking house on fire. Which good? He didn't want Mandalay. Yeah, he should have sold in that the first shit. place. He started the whole thing with like, I don't even want to be there. It's just something my family's always had. Um, so good, dude. I'm sure it's fucking insured. Yeah, yeah, probably. And it burns down. Andrew rid of Mrs. Danvers. Evil ass Mrs. Yeah, and also, goes up in flames. you should be in fucking jail, you murderer. Yeah. So just count your blessings. Go murder this new wife. But Mrs. Danvers should also be in jail for just not being nice. That should be a crime. I mean, she should be in jail for trying to kill the new Mrs. DeWinter. 
a number of times. Yeah, she would have totally pushed her out of that window. Pushed her. Would out you of push window? me out of a window if you had a chance? No, 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 no. I want. If I, I got, see, if I was close enough, and you no, were feeling, I want to see the life leave your eyes. I'm going to do that close to. I'm gonna maybe. Hand to hand oh yeah, that's true, right? You know what I mean? I'm not going to. What shoot if I was facing a, you? No sniper. Imagine rifles. pushing me at my going, back to the window. I'm going fucking straight bayonet right in the front. Oh really? Yeah, I want to see the life just drain. You really want that up close? Oh. That. That up close and personal contact. I just want to see those batteries just fucking die and use the toy just go. Joke's on you. It's going to take me 15 to 20 minutes. So I'm just going to. How thick is your yeah, blood? Yeah, to die right in front of you. Oh my gosh. You got like. It's pretty thick. It's mostly. Jello. It's mostly. Uh, not jello. I'm not Bill Cosby. Barbecue sauce. There is a lot of barbecue sauce, but. It's mostly coffee. Coffee. I got a lot of coffee, coffee. in my blood. Uh, I mean, and then the THC. Then the the movie the movie ends. Mrs. Danvers is dead. Max and Mrs. DeWinter. Good for her. It's about time. They can just go off. What is it? It shows the roof collapse, right? Yeah, the, just like a beam comes crashing down on her. Uh, a fiery beam. And then we don't really know. No, no postscript. We don't know this lady. He gets away with it. He gets away with it. Joan Fontaine gets to be rich. They get to be rich together. They're gonna have fucking. Just I bet he murdered her within the year. Crazy. Within one calendar year, she was dead. Just hot 1930s missionary style sexual intercourse. They remade this movie with the uh, the yeah, cannibal guy. Dude, they did re. Uh, I think. Technically, it's a remake of it's it's a a new adaptation of the novel. It's not a remake of the Hitchcock movie. They may have made some changes. They may have made stayed more faithful to right. the novel. Who, who wrote the book? Who wrote the novel? Uh, Daphne, you know that offhand. Daphne de Maurier. Zuniga. Nope. From Heights. Uh, Daphne. Is that what she was from? Uh, yeah, Daphne Zuniga from. Uh, no, she's from the '80s. From uh... Rent. Daphne Zuniga. Who am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of? Isn't she on uh, 80 sitcom or something? I'm sorry, Wasn't she? I fucked Maybe up. I'm out of my I mind. Up. Daphne Zuniga is in uh, The Sure Thing. She's in Spaceballs. Uh, yeah, yep. You know, I, I was. She wasn't in Fast Times, right? No. That was. Uh, I mean, every other fucking actress from the 80s was in Fast Times. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Zaniga. Oh, Mary Lou Retton. I'm thinking of Daphne Rubin Vega. I'm so stupid. I had the Daphne. What? Vega. She plays the uh the hairdresser in, in the Well, I was thinking of the, I was thinking of Velma <laughs> from Scooby Doo. I was thinking of Scrappy Doo. <laughs> you thinking of Scrappy Doo? Dude, I never think of Scrappy Doo if I can help oh, it. I love that little guy. Fuck. Um, so that's it. So he gets away with murder. He gets, he gets away with to murder. Be rich. They get to be rich and they live. I love he this. Winds I... up forming, uh, he winds up forming Raytheon. <laughs> gets us to attack Afghanistan. Yeah, he steals airline. He steals radio parts from the uh, war effort. He makes fucking $7 trillion over the last 20 years. Uh, I fucking. I, and then fucking bails. I love this movie. Uh, this is my new number one. I think it's a. It's a. It's a. Great movie. I liked uh, Grapes of Wrath better. I think Henry Fonda got absolutely fucked. Not winning Best Actor. Rude. It's absolutely rude that they give it to Jimmy Stewart over this. Give it to Jimmy yeah. Stewart when he deserves it. He's good in the film. Yeah, it's story. for Fine, a role that I I honestly don't remember the movie. Henry Fonda is doing some fucking capital A Insane, acting though. in that. So shit. good. Um, so good. I still Henry Fonda is. 
one of my favorite uh, at this point. Lawrence Olivier has still not clicked. And I for started me. my whole and I started my whole journey with our Golden Pond when he was an old old man. I still don't quite get Lawrence Olivier. Uh, I have only seen uh, Wuthering Heights and Rebecca. Uh, we're gonna go through his Shakespeare movies coming up because yeah. they're all nominated. Um, and so I think Hamlet wins, but I have never seen Lawrence of uh, is he? He's not even in Lawrence of Arabia. What the fuck am I thinking of? He is in uh, Hamlet, right? Hamlet, Henry the Fifth. Henry the Fifth or the Eighth. What what was the, the, uh, the Shakespeare Lawton one, one? That was Henry the Eighth, the Private Lives of Henry the Eighth. I don't know. I just he's so cold. Um, I mean he yeah he's that he's a thespian. Yeah, I thought he imagine him on Jackass. <laughs> I am now. I'm Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> I'm Sir Lawrence Olivier, and this is the nut shot. No, he's not in Lawrence. This is the ball cannon. I don't know. Ah, uh, so what do we got that? What's next week? 1941, oh. the summer of our discontent. Yeah, it's boy oh boy, it's the 14th Academy Awards, and it's a star-studded lineup. A young man named Orson Welles first emerges onto the scene and is completely this ignored. We're watching next week the winner of the 1942 Academy Awards is How Green Was My Valley, directed by John Ford. So Hey, spoiler alert. Black Your and valley's white. black and white. Yeah, this shit ain't it's not, at all. It's not very green. Um, not <laughs> Gray at best. Not super pumped about the movies that we have to try to catch in this next week. There's some cool ones. The Maltese Falcon. Here Comes Mr. Jordan is yeah. pretty fun. Uh, I gotta watch that suspicion. Yeah. I'm probably just gonna watch Citizen Kane four times this week, dude. They just announced the Criterion. Uh, is I saw that. Did you see the box? Yeah, it's a K. Stupid looking this shit. <laughs> but I, dude, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna buy. I think. I think for Christmas this year, I'm gonna give myself a four K, four K DVD player, just so I can watch Citizen Kane in four K yeah. on that damn disc. Good. It's good to have goals. I just got to start saving my pennies. <laughs> it's good to have, you know. I got to go down to the bank. I got to join the Christmas this, club. Put five bucks away each week. This 4K uh, Blu-ray is my my Christmas club. It's the damn carrot you're hanging out in front of yourself. It's my Manderlay. Stay, stay alive till Christmas and you get to watch Citizen Kane in 4K. Well, you got one. When does, when does uh, Criterion come out? It comes out in uh, November. But there's some. Seems like that should have already been on it, right? Yeah, you would think. You would think. Man, I can't believe it's so dumb that it got fucked. But How Green Is My Valley is pretty good. Well, we're going to find out all that and more. Good movie, but Citizen Kane, come on. One of the top five of all time, probably. Oh, dude, we're 90 minutes on the Hold on, Buster's got something to say about it. 